Amen. So Psalm 1 is a great one. If you want to try to start remembering Scripture, um, this is a great one. <clears throat> There's a lot to it as far as the meat that's in it, but it's only six verses, you know. And and if you just start repeating it to yourself or you know playing, um, uh, there are several different Bible apps and stuff like that. But the the I think it's just called the Bible app is one that I have that uh, it's got uh, it has voice uh, for King James version and is it NIV? I, I don't know if that's the one you have, Peyton. You, okay. Oh, you version. Okay. All right. That's what you use. Okay. So several of them have audio Bible. Um, Great thing to have when you're riding in your car or um, mowing. I for me mowing my lawn, and it's it's so it, it's amazing how powerfully um, the word will impact me when I'm doing something mindless like that because I can just drive and listen. You know, it's not washing the dishes, uh, throw your headphones on and plug the word in and just let it press play, and you'd be amazed how far in, into the scripture you get just for, while you're doing something. I think last night I was mowing my lawn and I got through like eight chapters in Acts uh, when I was just kind of mowing a portion of my lawn until I ran out of gas. So, <laughs> so uh, and I ran out of daylight. I was just texting Jen as I was I was mowing and I said lights front steps or something like that and she's like yep I, I saw the confirmation come through and the light came on and the, the lawnmower died <laughs> so so i knew that was it so i, I finished it this afternoon but uh, it's a it's such a blessing and so easy just put your headphones in and or in your car just bluetooth on and let the bible play um and uh and just hear the word and then when you're done listening to a, a book Press play and start over again if you really want to just meditate on that. So, and that's that's what we're studying tonight. So it's it's pretty cool that the Lord has kind of orchestrated me uh, sharing that with you because this Psalm one is talking about uh, about the Word when we when we get into verse two and uh, how powerful and how important it is in our lives. So uh, we've prayed. We'll get into uh, reading Psalm chapter uh, Psalm one. So. <clears throat> As we look through the book of Psalms and everything, uh, you'll see that it says book one. There are five different books of Psalms, and they're broken up uh, differently. But So this is the beginning of, of the whole book of Psalms, uh, the 150 of them. And uh, the, uh, this is the, also the first one of book one, So uh, as we go through. but So Psalm 1 starts with, uh, we'll just read the whole thing and then we'll go back. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So what we're looking here is a comparison. So as we go through here, we're looking at a comparison between a godly life and an ungodly life. Um, and uh, we'll, as we as we go through, there are several different contrasts that you'll see. So, but but the overall message of Psalm one is the contrast between a godly life and an ungodly life. Um, I, uh, I unless we were all born perfect, which I know none of us. I, I love you all, and 
nice people and everything, but I know that we were all born sinners and uh, that we that we once had uh, once lived an ungodly life or a, a life without God. Uh, where we came to the point, or we just uh, not necessarily a, a all out, and that can go uh, into you know great depths. Uh, one way, I mean, there's the steep cliff and way, way down, um, and uh, uh, there are people that you know just kind of dabble with sin. Whatever it is, the amount of sin that we have is 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 ungodly in our life and should not be in our life. So it's important to understand uh, that that we all uh, can uh, can relate to. Uh, in our in our sin nature, the ungodliness. Uh, but for us, be it for us to be able to, as verse uh, verse two says, that uh, we can meditate in the law of the Lord in the Word and be changed. And as we the the more time we spend in the Word, the more time we are praying. And 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 I don't mean to say that as a as a uh, way of. Um, being uh, legalistic, because we can we can get legalistic about things and and then start judging ourselves or others by well I spent three hours in the word you spent thirty minutes you know and or we can judge ourselves and say I only spent thirty it, it's it's the uh, what is it the the net weight that comes out right because uh, there are times where we can spend all kinds of time and all we're and our minds are completely focused on something else where the word just becomes a duty to us but this is talking about delighting in the law of the Lord and, and meditating on it, chewing on it. Uh, so we'll, we'll discuss this uh, further now. But verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the, un, of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Quite a verse to start out with. Uh, so Psalms themselves are poems or songs. So uh, it's important for us to understand when when these are written. Uh, David wrote like I think it was seventy three psalms, uh, I, and I, I might be off on the number, but he, he did write a, a good a good amount of psalms. And then you'll see uh, Asaph or uh, some other people, the the sons of Korah, and, and you know the, some of those things. So as you're as you're going through, you may see uh, in the title that it was written by somebody else or whatever. But uh, poems or songs. So so this one starts with. Blessed, the word blessed, and uh, what's really cool is the Hebrew word, and I don't know Hebrew, but in my study, I've I've found uh, you know the Hebrew word is actually plural. So as we read this, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. That word blessed is actually plural, where it would be like blessings being multiplied, um, or blessings being uh, intensified in our lives. So. Uh, the the more uh, that we are, are focused on walking with the Lord and not getting into these traps that can be set up for us, uh, the more blessed we're going to be in our lives. So I love the, that that we can look into, and you got some super smart people that have, have have taken these things and put them together, so that I can just sit down and go, oh hey, you know that 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 word there uh, is actually plural, so that we can look at this as blessing. So that that person that is. Uh, the man that is uh, the the person, the woman uh, that is uh, walking in the ways of the Lord, can live a life of of, of continuous blessing. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that we're never going to ha- have a time that we struggle with something or whatever. But God's blessings are poured out on us as we seek His face and as we obey Him. The blessings are multiplied in our lives. Uh, when we look at this and we we see uh, the contrast, uh, you know, uh, as uh, through the whole 
uh, the whole chapter here, but when we see that there's a blessing for those who doesn't, uh, for those who don't do these things, it's important to understand uh, uh, such words in such scripture as uh, Proverbs four fourteen says, "Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil." Just those simplistic things. When we're talking about uh, the path of sinners, the seat of the scornful, uh, and, and the, the counsel of the ungodly, all those things. If we avoid those things, uh, th that is, we are, we are uh, obeying the Lord and we're, we're doing what the scripture is telling us to do. Again, Proverbs 4.14 says, do not enter the path of the wicked. Don't even enter it. Don't, uh, you see the path of the wicked? Most likely the path of the wicked looks awesome. <laughs> right? Isn't that how it always works? The path of the wicked is like, hey, great. This is the path, right? This is this is the way I'm going to go. This looks like very enticing. Uh, this this seems like it's the way I should go, uh, and uh, it's important for us to understand that we're not called to walk in that. And there, that as we as we go through this study, we're gonna uh, we're gonna see some things here uh, that. Um, uh, as, as we're discussing, you know, um, uh, walking, standing, sitting, as we're going through these and we're going through these scriptures, that, that there's, there are some easy things for us to, to look at and go, oh, okay. Um, it's, it's, it's just like some basics, you know, when you're telling a kid, don't touch that outlet, don't touch that outlet, don't, you know, uh, we, we, we're sheep and we need to stay within our pen. And that's what the scripture is warning us. Don't do these things. And that's what we see here. Uh, David Guzik, uh, and I'm always blessed by, uh, by uh, you know, his, he, he makes it, if, if you don't, uh, if you're not familiar with him, great Bible scholar, loves the Lord, a great pastor. Um, Blue Letter Bible. Uh, if you if you have that app or you put it on your uh, phone or or if you you save it on your computer, as you're reading, there's a little um, there's a little tools button and you click on it, and there are all kinds of tools. There's like Greek lexicons where you can learn the Greek and all, all those things. Um, but in there is a commentary, and you can click, and there are commentaries from great Bible teachers. And I open, uh, I, I often open David Guzik's, and usually after I've done my my notes and say, okay, did I did I miss anything big, or is there something here that, uh, and I'm always assuming probably, <laughs> you know, but but the Lord speaks to me and He shows me scriptures and I, I throw them together. But uh, I was blessed by this David Guzik, so he shares whole notes on every chapter. And sometimes it pretty much verse by verse notes. So dive right in and be blessed. But David Gusick said, the blessed man does not do certain things. There is a way he will not walk, a path he will not stand in, and, and a uh, seat uh, he will not sit in. So for the believer, the blessed man doesn't do these things, that they won't walk, uh, that they uh, will not stand in, and they will not sit in. Uh, these certain things. So uh, I, I like the, that way. He's it just a just a, a twist on words. Not even a, not a bad twist. That sounds bad, but he, just a, another focus on the words that blessed people are not going to do these things. Just as we're blessed, we're not going to desire those things because we'd much rather have the blessing of the Lord in our lives than what what the world has to offer us. That's that's what uh, uh, Pastor uh, David Guzik <laughs> is sharing with us. And if you look at verse one, you'll notice a digression. And I know Will Will has shared that with us before. There's a digression where there's walking, and then there's standing, and then there's sitting. 
So spiritually, as we walk down that path that we're supposed to avoid, we'll notice that our walking has stopped. Our, our forward motion has stopped. Then, uh, you know what? My legs are tired. I'm going to sit. And, excuse me, as we, as we go through these things, we understand how we get to that point. So there's a digression for the man or woman that's walking down there, but there's also an increase in the negative as we're looking at it, right? It, where it says, uh, blesses a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So that, that uh, so there's, uh, as we're reading this, it's the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, there is ungodly counsel, but this is specific, specifically saying that for Christians, we should get our counsel from the word of God, that our, our what we need in life, what the instructions we need uh, to work our way through um, uh Whatever we're dealing with, uh, sin, um, struggles in life, uh, I don't know, uh, depression, whatever it is, that we can get our counsel right here from the Word of God. And I'm not saying that we can never walk to anybody um, and and go go seek counsel. No, the counsel we're supposed to seek is godly counsel. Does that make sense? So it's the godly counsel. That blesses a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Because anybody who's not a, a godly person is most likely going to give us worldly counsel that may not be beneficial to us. So it's important for us to understand that the counsel we want is the counsel that comes from the word of God. And that should come from people that are following God. So as we read here, uh, you know, blesses a man who walks not in the counsel of of the ungodly. There are many, many voices out here uh, in this world. There, uh, if you think of it, everybody's, uh, you know, there seems like everybody's got a podcast now. Um, uh, everybody uh, has some sort of uh, YouTube. You can just get on YouTube and just start and you'll have a million followers, you know, uh, and uh, all you got to do is this, 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 and this, and there are a bunch of people that'll listen. The foolish things that you can find on, on YouTube, I say foolish, but um, there there are certain people that they just throw together these little challenges, and they'll they'll get some people to to sponsor them, and they'll they'll do these challenges. Stand on one foot for this long, and you know they'll put everybody in uh, you know circle or whatever, uh, and whoever stands on their foot for that long, okay, you you, you all get a uh, a PlayStation, okay. So the next thing is. I don't know, hop on that foot or, or whatever it is. And you can go, and some of it's really entertaining because <laughs> you're like, well, who can do it? You know, but it's amazing. The simple things that can just draw somebody in and, 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 and then they have you your your they have your attention and then they can, you know, portray any voice, uh, any, they can pray, they can put forward any message that they have and you go, Oh, okay. You know, those things, it's just important for us as Christians that we are always seeking the godly counsel. We're always, our faces are, are set forward. Remember, we're not to turn to the left or to the right, but just stay forward on, on God's path. That's, that's the important thing for us. So, uh, yes, it is a narrow, <laughs> narrow way. You know, people say, you're narrow-minded. Yes, because I'm supposed to stay on a narrow path because there's destruction all around me. And, and uh, we can share that. And actually, we're going to get into that verse here uh, soon. So that's probably why it's in my head right now. So, uh, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Proverbs 4.12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. That path, that path uh, that, that can be uh, so uh, so scary for us. 
um, that when we get on it, it may have seemed bright. It seemed uh, that there's something that wasn't so scary at first. And then we get to it and we're like, what did I just do? So it's important for us to know the scriptures, to understand them, to follow them and, uh, and, and be discerning. You know, discernment is very important in the Christian's life that we can look at these things and go, is this counsel from somebody who's godly? Uh, and uh, am I standing, you know, is is this what's being presented for me sin? Okay, so I, hey, I don't want to be in that. And, and is it going to make me a scornful person, a mocker? You know, is it going to change my heart and, and make me into a hard-hearted person or, or any of those things? The discernment to, to understand, you know, what, what kind of counsel am I getting and from who and, and do I follow it or not? And then, you know, does it, it, will, it will take us further down that road. So discernment is very, very important in our Christian walk. So as we're discussing in our stands in the path of sinners, I, I mentioned it before, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to eternal life, uh, leads to life, and there are few who find it. It's, it's important that that narrow way that God calls us to walk. It's it's it, you know God has never told us that we're going to walk uh, this you know pretty you know roses and and sweet things around us. You know there there are going to be hard times. There are going to be times we're going to be opposed. Uh, you know if in our lives for standing uh, in our uh, for our faith. You know our family, our friends, um, especially here in America, they may not be violent towards us. But it might just be the kind of the shun, right? Just the, uh, I got to keep it on. Not really going to respond to that text. I'm not really going to call you back. You know, and you, you just see that that drifting happening. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're uh, you know, just growing further and further apart. For us, it's uh, we once we know Jesus and we know the way, it should be, he should be the only direction we go into. You know, in the believer, and and if we've been to a, a point in our lives where we haven't, God is so faithful to restore, so faithful. Where we just come back and go, I have messed up again. You know, Lord, restore me, forgive me, and He does, and He builds us up and He strengthens us. We learn the lessons, don't we? We can still bear the scars from you know what what we just went through. You know, physical scars, um, emotional scars, uh, the, you know, any type of those things of, of things we've dragged ourselves through. And as we've walked down that, uh, you know, that they're standing in that path of sinners, you know, sinners are going by. Hey, I want to be around these this path. These people that are walking around. I just want to be in the path of, that these guys are going. The Christian is called to walk opposite that path. You know, we're kind of like salmon swimming upstream, right? That that's what we're supposed to do is when we when we found that uh, you know we were walking in sin that we uh, that we repent from that sin and and we know that 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 repent repentance means change of mind a change of direction that our life turns in a different direction so that's that standing in the path of sinners you know, maybe only just to walk back. And, and to get out of there. Don't you know, dig into that analogy too much. But uh, if we understand, we shouldn't be walking in the same direction and on that same path as the sinners. We should be able to step off and get get on that. It, it might not be that, that uh, you know, here we are in Maine and we know we've got ATV and, and uh, snowmobile trails, right? And they're groomed and they look good. It may not be spiritually like that. Hey, this is a nicely groomed thing. It might be that. 
oh man, I see somebody went through that. <laughs> they made a trail through there because I see that branch falling down and I see, oh, hey, they, you know, that took off their glove as they were driving. It's, it, it might be that rocky and that, that may be the way the Lord has us, but he's bringing us into communion with him and, and the peace that he has for us. So, so just walk, just us walking in his way. It may not be the easy way, but it's the right way. So important for us to understand because like Jesus said, as Jesus told us, he said, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Just when we found that way, not straying from it, walking with the Lord. The uh, third the third thing that we're presented with here in verse 1 says, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Sitting. So we've gone for uh, what's being shown here is walking, standing, and now now sitting. And um, you ever heard the term Monday morning quarterback? Yeah, right? So what's a Monday morning quarterback? It's somebody who's sat in the recliner, right? And they got everything to say. They can look and they can they can be as critical as they want. As a Christian, get used to people being critical of our lives and what we stand for, what we believe, what we say. Um, do we need to be a confrontational person that people don't want to be around? No. But we also don't want to be a compromising person that nobody knows the difference between us and them, if that makes sense. You know, just the, the just understanding that we should not we don't want to get to the point where we're scornful, a mocker, right? Do you guys remember when we studied through uh, Nehemiah, Sanballat and Tobiah? Those guys just sat there and they just they yeah <laughs> painted going, yeah, they were just doing this. As uh, you know, they the uh, children of Israel, King Artaxerxes had given them permission to leave their bondage and to go restore Israel, go restore the wall. And uh, so Nehemiah was in charge of, uh, of overseeing the building of the wall. And what happens is, is that wall was starting to go up pretty quick. So Sanblat and Tobiah are threatened by it. So what they start doing is mocking them. They start mocking people and building up threats and, Hey, we're coming to get you. You guys aren't going to finish that. Uh, all paraphrases. And, and so what the Israel understands they need to do is they need to be ready to defend themselves. So as they're laying brick and as they're putting together gates and all these things, they're working with one hand and they have sword, spear, whatever they can get in their other hand. And they're working. And think about how, how you think that would, that would affect things. I think it was 51 or 52 days they completed the whole mission. Working with one hand. That's, that's God because they were working day and night. They're working in shifts. Right? These guys didn't stop. They had a mission and they went about it. Understand we are going to have mockers and scorners in our lives. May we not, you know, uh, the Christian, the blessed, uh, the blessed man, woman, never get to that point where we've, we've started, uh, you know, walking and then standing and then sitting and that we're now just a ball of, of, of frustration, uh, that, that we're, we're just now a mocker. You know, may that, may that never be said because it says blessed is a man who doesn't do these things, right? That the Christian should should not um, be, uh, be caught uh, even starting to go in those directions. The blessings come from not doing these things. Proverbs 9 verse 8 says, Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. 
So it, it, you'd think uh, using using just um, any type of, of normal, uh, I guess, uh, worldly common sense that the one that you rebuke would usually be the one that would hate you. But a wise person's going to know, wait a minute, they rebuked me in love and it corrected me and it got me on the right path. The mocker has no, not a care in the world for what we what you may have to say. So that person that online that we may, like I've, I've, I've warned you guys, and guys, believe me, there are so many times where I've, I've read an article and I, I want to get on the comments and, and God reminds me, no, don't you tell people not to do this? <laughs> Because <laughs> I just want to, no, you know what? It's it's because what it ends up being is a black hole. Because oftentimes that mocker doesn't care what you say. They're just going to continue to mock and continue to mock and continue to mock. And it doesn't mean anything. And, and it and it holds true because it's, you know, Proverbs written by Solomon. Um, you know, we talk about wisdom, you know, how, we know what the scripture says uh, about the wisdom that God gave Solomon. You know, wise, wisest man and uh, made some awful decisions in his life. But the wisdom that he had from God um, couldn't be denied. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. That it just, you know what? We got uh, brothers and sisters. Hey, I know that I noticed you're getting caught up in all that. Don't do it. You know, remember what John said at church, <laughs> you know, re remember what Solomon told us, you know, from Proverbs, uh, from Proverbs 9, 8 says, you know, re rebuke a wise man. I'm rebuking you in love, right? The scripture tells us to rebuke in love. It's not like rebuke with a sledgehammer, right? I mean, there are times, you know, even Nehemiah grabbing people by the beard, right? Smack in the face. <laughs> it got to that point. It's uh, you know that was that was for them. Hopefully we don't need to get to that here. I'm not not uh, condoning here. Not that we're going to be you know punching people as we walk by each other in church. Don't misunderstand me. But the important thing is is a rebuke should be in love, and that we should be sharing. Hey, the the Lord doesn't want you to get caught up in that. You know that that fool that that's that's messing with you. He's a mocker. He's scornful. He's sitting in that seat. Don't sit in the seat with him. Where you're just mocking back and forth. Don't even bother. Yes, there is a time. Don't get me wrong. There is a time to defend our faith and to stand. But there are often times that that scoffer, that mocker, has made themselves a professional mocker uh, and scoffer, and you're not going to change their mind. And as it says here, you're just wasting your time and our energy. So an important thing for us to understand. Just stay focused work ahead on whatever the Lord has has for you, just like the children of Israel did as they're, as they're working. Scoffers and mockers are doing their thing. Serve the Lord and continue on. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. So rather than the blessed man partaking in all those things, skip to verse 2, and it says, but... That, that, that's a, that's a, a, a contrast right there. So not doing these things, but doing these things. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, capital H, God's law, he meditates day and night. In the Bible, the Christian meditates day and night. So that meditation, we talked about it this morning, that, that the, the meditation of the Christian isn't a blank mind and doing the weird thing with your fingers and just thinking about nothing. The meditation of the of the Christian is to meditate on God's word. And Will has shared it with us before, um, uh, talking about the, the cow chewing the cud. 
you know, it's rather disgusting, you know, but they're, they're, they, they chew. Uh, anybody who's grown up on a farm knows this a lot better than I do. But, uh, you know, they'll, they'll start chewing and then they'll, they'll vomit it up. And they got several different stomachs and all those things. I, I don't under, I don't remember all those things. So I'll just say that now. But it, the important thing that, that room, uh, roommating, uh, where they're chewing. And so it'll, it goes down, it comes back up, goes down, come back, just constantly, constantly thinking. Like I said, we're not in a race to get through the word. And I, you know, I don't know, maybe God comes back tonight. He might come back in another, may, none of us, uh, we, we may not be alive. Do I, I don't believe that I'm, I'm going to um, die at the ripe old age of 98 and Jesus hasn't come. I personally don't believe that. I do believe that he is coming back. Um, and we just don't know when, you know, but. Don't lose heart. Follow him. And if he calls us home individually by ourselves, great. But, um, you know, I, I do believe he's calling us to him soon. But the important thing of the Christian is to delight in the law of the Lord and in his law meditate day and night. Right. So there are a lot of things in front of us that we can meditate on as Christians. It just it, I should say even as Americans, it's all about. Think about this. So, hey, I'll show you this. This is appealing. This is appealing. How many channels do, does the uh, the satellite have? It's like 9,000 channels, right? Uh, you know, you listen to music. You, you, all these things, you know, and you, you're, you're going to be able to find whatever it is. Uh, guys, I'm not saying we can never watch TV program, watch a game, or anything like that. But if we're neglecting time in the Word, if we haven't spent time in the Word and we haven't gotten our focus where it needs to be, then we need to. We need to be in the, the we, we can't neglect our time in the word uh, and focus on everything else this world has to offer us that we would meditate on that and not on God's word. So blessed is the man who doesn't do those things, uh, but the delight that we have in our life is the law of the Lord. This is a Sunday night crowd, right? <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, um, uh, you know, we're, we're here uh, and I'm not saying that we're more super spiritual than anybody else. But what I, I, I know from a Sunday night crowd is many of you are in other churches and you want to be here for more Bible study. That's you're doing what God is saying in verse two is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that somebody who can't be here tonight isn't. But this it's, it's a it's a it's a good sign in our life that we're serious about the scriptures that we're at a, a, even a midwife a mid week Bible study. Very important for us just to be in the word, whether we're here together or by ourselves that our delight would be in the law of the Lord and that we'd meditate on it day and night. What do we see as, a, as an example of that? As we've rejected the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the path of sinners, sitting in the seat of the scornful, and we've made God's law our delight and that we've meditated on it day and night. The end result of that in verse 3 says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That's what we want in our life. That so a tree planted uh, by the by the rivers of water, constantly nourished. It's constantly it constantly has waters, right? You know, we we have the word uh, here in front of us, and uh, you know, as we see in verse three, we should stay by the waters, um, drink, and be filled with life. Um, as we do that, we are going to have. We're going to be strong is what it's saying. It, it, and there's going to be what it says here. It's planted by the rivers of water that, that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. 
There's our strength. As we're, as we're connected, we're walking with the Lord, we're in his scriptures, we're going to find that there's fruitfulness in our lives. That we have fruit that's 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 being produced in us, but you know what good is a fruit tree if you can't take the fruit and partake of it, right? You know, apple, you know, apple tree. Man, those things look great. But what it what it should do is nourish and bless those around us, right? They should be able to see what's going from us and and be able to go, wow, that the fruit that's coming from that person's life is amazing. I want to be around that person. They show they're showing love. They're showing grace. They're, they're, they shared with me the word of God. Uh, they've shared with me, hey, they're not perfect either, but I know that they, they, they love me. They're praying for me. That's, that's the fruit that comes from it because as we're, it's, as we're meditating on the word and they we're making his word our delight and we're rejecting all those other things, the, the good things are going to happen in our life. We are going to be blessed. We're going to be like, we're not going to be the tree. It says we, we shall be like a tree. And if you think of a tree, that's constantly nourished, has, has fresh water going into it all the time, ah, the thing grows, right? It's watered. It has the nourishment it needs. It's getting the water. It's getting the sun. You know what? Hang right out by that tree, right? But we are like that tree, you know? So we're going to like the fruit, and that's people are going to like the fruit that comes from our lives, our husbands, our wives, our co-workers, our friends, uh, family, whoever it is, we would be a delight to be around, right? You'll go and like, yes, I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in the church. I know everything about the Bible. I've read it. But you're like, oh, pleasure to be around, you know, right? No, we, we, we should be a blessing to those around us. Whatever we do shall prosper. Don't be discouraged if we're working, I, I, I was sharing something funny this morning to the band and I was trying to work on a, a, a difficult song for me. Um, Phil Wickham is a blessed musician. His voice is amazing. And he sings that song, Living Hope. And I was, I, I have struggled and I, it's, it's one of those songs that God has just kind of kept, like, I love it. I listened to it as a mowing the lawn twice today. And, um, I have tried to play that song in several different keys and, and I don't even know if it's octaves or whatever. It's several different keys as I'm, uh, okay, so I'm, and I'd look it up and, and some, uh, some of the uh, websites you can go to, you can change. Okay, so is it in the key of this, in the key of that? And now you know, you're a musician too. And, you know, uh, there uh, some of us that understand these things, it just, um, and I'd get so frustrated because I can't find a key that works. I'm like, okay, I, I realize I'm not, a you know, professional musician here, but I, I, I should be able to figure out there's like 19 options here and none of them are working. <laughs> so what I did is, you know, the Lord's like, okay, go with that one. And then I just grabbed my capo and that's the thing that shortens my strings and makes the sound higher. Um, so it's that little, little clamp thing, um, uh, alligator clamp type thing. And, uh, and then I'm playing around with it and I played it this morning for the, uh, with the band and we kind of went through and I'm like, uh, how's that sound? Because this one sounded high, uh, uh, too low. I was getting so, and I told him, I, I'm just confessing, I was getting so frustrated. And I remember when I was learning guitar 20 years ago, I'd just get to the point and I'd tell Jen, I want to smash this thing. <laughs> because it would bring out the worst in me, you know, because I'm getting a buzz when I play this, uh, this uh, uh, that sound as I'm playing. And I'm like, why? My fingers hurt. Nothing's sounding right. My fingers... But eventually, as I kept working at it, I started to get there and everything. So just understand, whatever you do shall prosper. It may not be immediately. 
Okay. Uh, I still, there's so much more I, I would love to be able to do and I should be able to do by now. Um, but I just keep playing and I just keep pushing, but I got so frustrated by that song. And then the guys are like, Hey, move that up to there and it will sound good. And we tried it. And it, so I'm, I, I'm going through that process, uh, even with that song. So we may have big things in our lives or little things that add up to those big things, but just understand whatever we do shall prosper. Just look at the life of, of, of Joseph. You know, whatever that guy did, it prospered because he honored the Lord. He had every opportunity. He had the perfect opportunity to, to sleep with Potiphar's wife, right? She uh, it, it came, seduced him, and she's like, he, he had the opportunity, and she presented. He knew, and, and he said, I'm not going to sin against God. I'm not going to sin against God, you know, and, and he rejected that. It's just very, very important for us just to remember. And what happened as he honored the Lord, things still went awful for him in his life, right? He got he got framed, thrown into prison. And prison back then wasn't, hey, you know, you got your cable TV and, you know, you're comfortable and, and all those things. No, no, prison was prison. It was the dark dungeon and everything. But the Lord, as he honored the Lord, uh, the Lord made him prosper. How many prisoners run the prison? Right, <laughs> doesn't happen. Right, they, they don't just say. What do they? What do they say? Uh, I can't remember the saying, so I'm, I'm not going to even try to butcher butcher it. But like, you don't have the prisoners running the prison; you have the guards and uh, the the commissioner or whatever. I can't remember the warden. The warden. Those are the people that run the prison. He was found to be such a faithful person that the Lord promoted him within the prison. Then, as he interprets uh, Pharaoh's dream, Pharaoh says, "Boom! Here now, number two here." From being beaten and sold into slavery uh, and, and all those things, God made his life prosper. As we honor God, he will work things out in our lives. So no matter, you know, it may be something that we have to work at and we have to get better at and we have to fumble through getting our fingers, spiritual fingers to do what we need to do so that we can learn what we need to. Uh, that, that whatever we do shall prosper, shall prosper, it will, just continue on. Just, just continue seeking the Lord and just continue to meditate on his word, understanding that we are, um, as we do that, we are like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We're being nourished, that God is working, even though we may, in our circumstances, may lie to us and say he's not. It's important for us to understand that he is going to cause us to prosper. Not the prosperity doctrine where we're going to be rich or whatever. If he blesses us, blesses us monetarily, amen. Bless him with those. That's that's just how it works, right? You know, whether uh, little or much, praise God just the same way, and and honor Him the same way, and we move forward. That's that's what it's about. So, uh, so that that prosper just just uh, that's uh, important for us to understand. Now we see the opposite side of this, the other side of the coin. Verse four: The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. We see the, the contrast here. The ungodly are not so. So the ungodly, what we see here, if you go back to verse 1, we see their end. It says the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation, right? So those, those who are walking in that way, 
uh, with uh, ungodly counsel and the counsel of the ungodly. We see the end there, standing in the path of sinners. You look over to verse verse 5, says, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And you can clump in the people that sit in the seat of the scornful. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I don't want anything to do with that side of the coin. I want the good things that the Lord has. So I want to be that tree. Play. You know that song, um, uh, the girls have, have uh, the ladies, I should say, have sang that up here uh, together. And I think uh, it was when Christian came back and all three of them were singing that song. I want to be like a tree planted by the, uh, uh, be like a tree planted by of living water. I, I'm messing up the, the lyrics there, but it, it, you get the point. So we want to be like this tree that's that's planted here uh, by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That our delight would be in the law of the Lord, and as we meditate, as we focus on those things, we are going to see good things in our lives. Amen? It's just awesome. The simplicity, six verses. We made it through. We've got about 20, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, so uh, before we won't even, uh, I, won't, I won't close uh, this study in prayer or anything, but um, I, I, what I am going to do is I'm going to hit finish up there and stop that, and we'll, we'll have a prayer uh, a prayer time for the next 15 minutes or so for us to, you know, hey, and, and if you've got an unspoken prayer, just say, I'm, I'm dealing with something. Uh, and you don't have to say anything. If you're so led, share a prayer request or say, hey, you know, those things um, uh, where we have 15 minutes, it might be better for us to do that than all of us to pray because that can turn into an hour or whatever. But let's share our prayer requests together um, if you're so inclined and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get all these things together. I'll write them down and we'll pray about them and, and then we'll um, and we'll call it a night for service. So uh, just one moment so I can end.